Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Friday, December 22nd, 2023. This is the Cyber Smart Morning News Update, the Friday Op-Ed edition for this Friday before Christmas. And the theme of this particular episode will be the new tech that you're getting for Christmas. So this is off of a Substack article I wrote this week, um, posted some stuff on LinkedIn there. So you may have seen some pieces of that, or you may have heard nothing about it. If you want to go read it yourself, you won't have to, because I'm about to read it for you. But it's at, my writings are usually at, are always at cyberguy.substack.com cyber spelled obviously C-Y-B-U-R. So this has to do with, as we head into Christmas, people are going to be getting phones, iPads, gaming systems, all sorts of new technology. Uh, and the title of this headline of this article is, hey, you got new tech for Christmas. Subheadline, hold your horses, do some things first. So let's let's dive into it because basically this article is an op-ed in and of itself. As, it's, as it has been since time immemorial, or at least since about the mid 2000s, technology is a favored gift during the Christmas, or if you prefer, holiday season. Smart devices like Santalists, um, I'm sorry, let me, <laughs> can't even read my own writing. Smart devices drive Santalists, Amazon's gifts registries, and many parents' December budgets. After they are opened and the squealing ends, they are connected up to the nearest Wi-Fi connection and unleashed on the internet where bad guys sit ready to probe them for vulnerabilities and exploitation. So before you allow your loved ones to drive headlong into that abyss, here are some things you should consider doing first to lessen the likelihood that you will be looking me up on LinkedIn to ask how to connect your, to your local FBI office or the Internet Crime Complaint Center. So for your Internet-connected devices, you should do a couple things first. One is change the default admin and password for any Internet of Things-related devices. So if they come with a default admin and password, which is probably admin, admin, or admin and password, change that immediately. Bad guys know what these default passwords are, and that is what they exploit. Set up automatic updates for desktops, laptops, phones, tablets, etc. And actually, when you do that, the first thing you should do which I should have added into this, is update the operating system for that particular device. Chances are it's already out of date. So if you update it then, you will cl- you will get past any known vulnerabilities that have been patched um, that you need to do right away because bad guys will, again, leverage those vulnerabilities to get into your devices. Install a VPN client on devices that you'll be traveling with. This is particularly important as you travel because if you connect to free Wi-Fi wherever you are, all that data that runs across that shared network with everybody else connected to that Wi-Fi is in the clear, clear text. It's not encrypted. And bad guys can theoretically get your login and password information from your device or from the account you go to on that device. So you want to install a VPN client, pick one you like. Um, uh, I'd be honest with you, I use one called Private Internet Access, but there's tons of other ones. Um, and they're fairly cheap. And what once you connect to the Wi-Fi before you do anything else, you turn on the VPN and then your information is encrypted between your device and the router that will then go out to the internet and look for whatever it is you're looking for. So do that before you do anything else. For all new device, for all new devices, use long passwords and multi-factor authentication where it's available um, as you set those up. So you want to turn all that stuff on, make it harder for people to get in obviously biometrics on phones and tablets will be there so they'll take your face or your fingerprint so that's kind of set up like that as as are a lot of um 
um, computers and things like that, but you want to have always long password and get used to doing that. Install security software on devices like computers and smartphones. Um, find, one, find ones you like and set that up first. Again, this is all before you go do anything else. Set timely backups where appropriate. So you want to update your backup your data. So if, if you something goes bad with the device, you can still get to your data ultimately. Understand and use device security features like biometrics, lock screen requirements, and so on. Again, even with lock screen requirements, the longer the better. If you're defaulting to the four-digit four code, there's only 10,000 varieties of that. And most of us use something we remember, birth dates, kids' birth dates, whatever. So you want to have something a little longer if you can. Monitor the accounts and devices. So as your kids go online with their gaming accounts and stuff like that, you want to monitor what they're doing, where they're going, um, times that they're on it, things like that. And educate others and make them cyber smart. So as it pertains specifically to your kids' devices and their online accounts, you want to create your kids' accounts under your parental account. Do not give your kid full admin access and restrict downloads as appropriate. Kids, especially teenagers, will figure out how or want to download illegal movies, illegal games, stuff like that, pirated games, pirated movies, stuff like that. That will do nothing but bring bad malware into your system potentially. So you want to try to restrict that if you can. If your kid's smarter than you from a technology perspective, you may not be able to do this correctly, but find someone who can and have them help you out. This should have been number one, quite frankly, but avoid TikTok. No matter how much your child begs, you'll thank me for this later, trust me. If this is your, if this is the year you allow your kids to get on social media, create rules and be their first friend in contact and don't allow them to remove you. That way you can kind of monitor what they're doing, make sure there's no cyberbullying going on, make sure there's, um, you know, you, there's not, they're not putting stuff up there inappropriately, they're not supposed to. Make them use, make them used to creating and using long passwords and multi-factor authentication themselves. So for their accounts, long passwords, multi-factor authentication, all those social media um, platforms, allow for multi-factor authentication. So turn that on. Utilize parental controls and monitoring. At a minimum, tell them you're monitoring all their accounts. Even if it's not true, how are they going to know, right? Honestly, so just tell them that. Encourage open communication. Kids will feel shame if victimized, especially if they're victimized by child predators online. So they must be able to come to you with problems. So there was an example, just as an example, there was a kid up in a town near where I grew up that was uh, got fell for a sextortion um, scam where he thought he was talking to a girl online. He sent her pictures of himself. And then they said, Hey, if you don't give us money, we're going to share these pictures with all your family members and stuff like that. He felt so much shame. He ended up committing suicide. So you don't want to be in that particular boat. So talk to your kids about stuff that goes on out there, make them aware of it. Again, make them cyber smart because if you get a little cyber smarter, you get a whole lot cyber safer um, and be, be that good parent. Discuss their online reputation, help your child children understand that what they do online can impact their reputation and have real world consequences, particularly when it comes to things like sexting. So teenage kids are going to, you know, experiment in those things. They're going to send images of themselves to other teenagers or who they think are other teenagers. Um, and as soon as they do that, they are basically trafficking in child pornography. What will happen is kids will break up and stuff like that. And then somebody will send an image they're not supposed to, to everybody else to embarrass the kid. Well, if you've done that, um, there are some locations where you'll get charged with, they'll get charged with distribution of child pornography and that'll stay with them for the rest of their lives. So just make them aware of the consequences. Uh, it's a, not an easy conversation, but it's something you honestly really need to have. Familiarize yourself with the technology. You won't be affected if your kid knows more than you do. When they are in their 20s, let them be smarter. But for right now, if they're 18 or under, you need to be the smarter person with technology. Monitor, if not 
outright control online purchases. These can get out of hand. They don't understand the concept of money. They don't understand how purchasing things has consequences. So you need to, again, something you need to train them on. Location sharing awareness. Teach your children about the risks associated with sharing their location online and ensure, if you can, that location sharing is off on their devices. Now that's going to limit some app capabilities, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Because my last suggestion here is be a digital parent not a digital friend. Now, most of your kids will want, beg, and plead to be on social media. You'll probably give in to it ultimately. And if you do, avoid TikTok. Let me say it again. Avoid TikTok. Contact me directly if you want to know why. That is a whole Substack article in and of itself. But if you let them have Instagram, Snapchat, or whatever, as long as it's not TikTok, again, I reiterate that, I developed a list of social media rules for my kids when they were in their teens and wanted to be on Facebook, when Facebook was such a thing with kids. I honestly don't remember all the rules, so I came up with a new set of rules for 2024 that you are welcome to use and claim as your own. So here they are, and if you want to go to my Substack and grab these, or you can want to find my, um, I have a list, uh, a post specifically on this part on LinkedIn, you can get it there, but here it is. So number one, in bold letters, you will not, this again, these are the rules you will tell your kids. You will not download or create an account on TikTok ever. Number two, you must ob obtain my permission before creating any social media accounts. Number three, I will be your first friend or contact on any social media platform. Number four, I reserve the right to remove any post of an image on your social media account. Five, I reserve the right to remove friends I find inappropriate, don't know, or suspect of not being who they say they are. Six, you will follow the example set by your parents in responsible social media use. Now, if you are a parent with bad social media use, maybe you take that one out, but that's just a suggestion. Number seven, you will not use any device in the bedroom during bedtime hours. Number eight, you will not share your real-time location on social media. Number nine, you will not tag family members and pictures posted on social media unless the subject of the post agrees. Ten, you will always treat others with respect and kindness in your online interactions. This means no bullying. 11, you will report any bullying against you or other bad actions to me immediately. Do not deal with this on your own. Let me help. 12, you will let me know of any inappropriate contact or behavior you encounter on social media. Um, yeah. Uh, number 13, you understand and accept that your social media usage will be monitored periodically for safety purposes. 14, you will not share personal information such as your home address, phone number, or school details on social media. 15, you will think carefully before posting or sharing anything online, understanding it can remain online indefinitely. In other words, I expect you to act responsibly online. Number six, you will set your privacy settings to the highest level to protect your information. Number 17, and finally, you understand that any violation of these rules will result in suspension of your social media accounts. Now, feel free to add or remove those rules uh, that I, uh, you don't like or that I may have forgotten um, because honestly, you can't have too many rules. I hope you find value in this information. Have a safe and Merry Christmas and holiday season. As always, if you have thoughts, comments, or questions about any of these topics, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'm past 10 minutes already. I didn't want to go very long on this. Um, obviously, you can go and refer to the article in Substack or find some of my postings on LinkedIn if you're so inclined. And uh, obviously, contact me if you have more information or questions. With that, I wish you and your family a safe and Merry Christmas or holiday season, whatever it is that you are celebrating. Like I said, um, I will not have podcasts during the week of Christmas. I'm kind of going to go offline a little bit for that. So I'll be back on probably January 1st, first day of the year. We'll have something because I'm sure there'll be plenty of cyber news to talk about then. With that, again, enjoy your weekend. Have fun. Be cyber smart, because if you're a little cyber smarter, you're a whole lot cyber safer. Have a great weekend. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. 
Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.